So hello everyone, thank you for joining us today. I'm at California Family Fitness, you know we love kids. Family is in the name, um, we absolutely adore our many members, but with that, that's a lot of work. And so each of you were asked you know, to be here today to just comment on self-care. Um, it's really important for um, everyone in general to really take care of themselves first. It's so easy to just always be giving, 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 um, and let yourself go before you put others. And so at CalFit, it's really important for us to really focus on on you as an individual. And that may not mean fitness, right? That may be taking self-care through taking a walk. That could be through meditation. Maybe you don't even like working out and you just want to sit in a sauna one hour a day. You know, that's okay. You can do that, right? That's, that's your self-care. That's your space. And so um, I would just love for each of you to introduce yourselves and then we can start the conversation about just what you do in your personal lives, what you experience, what you see other people do, and provide listeners with some tips on I'm really thinking about taking care of themselves. Absolutely. You're up. Hi, I'm Carrie. Um, Oh, let's see. Um, Personal trainer, group fitness instructor with CalFit about 20 years. So I've seen a lot of um, opportunities to help provide self-care with the clients and so forth. A lot of teachers, educators, uh, nurses, moms who end up Uh, not taking care of themselves, but rather taking care of everyone else first and then forgetting to take care of themselves. So more about that later. Um, Let's see, mm, what, athlete as well, triathlete, about 15, actually 20th year of triathlons. Um, Love to be here, thanks. Hi, I'm Dr. Kirsten Kazarian, and I'm a child psychologist, but parent self-care is a really big, uh, important piece for me in my work because I think, I hope I get to talk today a little bit about the way that when we take really good care of ourselves as parents, it really benefits our children's mental health. And so I'm excited. Uh, I'm a mindful parenting expert, and I'm the owner of Napa and Folsom Child Wellness. And thank you, Michelle, for having me here today. Thank you. My name is Nicole Root, and most importantly, I'm a mother, and I own a private preschool. I compete competitively in OCR and ultra races and was recently on the NBC Titan Games, and I think that's about it. I'm Angie, and I've been um, part of California Family Fitness for about five and a half years. I run the program um, for child care, so that's a lot of fun and a lot of work. I'm also, most importantly, a mother of three, um, and I'd say that's probably my favorite job so far. Yeah. And biggest. Biggest. Kind of story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I would love for us to just each share our experiences. You know, um, I've connected with each of you through conversation, and it's almost like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm just like that, right? Like, I have that too, or this is what, you know, yeah. this is what we're doing. And um, most recently, Terry and I were talking, mm-hmm. and we were I was talking about anxiety, and I deal with that all the time on a daily basis. And what that really triggers for me is if I am eating right, right? So if I'm taking care of my nutrition, mm-hmm. if I'm sleeping, and if I am exercising, then everything's groovy. But life has its way of throwing challenges that I will forget one of those and just go into a spiral. and. You know, one thing that we talked about, too, when you and I talked, it was like, how how do you, it's so true because it affects everyone around you when you're spiraling and you're not taking care of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So my kids see it, 
my husband sees it, my friends, because you're just like in a panic, right, all the time. And it's almost like you're this hamster going on the wheel and you're like, what can I do? And you would never know if you met me. And and, and then Angie's like, oh my gosh, the same thing. Absolutely. And then Nicole's the same thing. So I just kind of want each of us to go around our path, but then, um, you know, have the doctor just talk about perspective of how do we take the steps to kind of put ourselves in check maybe or provide tools so that we are caring for ourselves. So I do want you to tell your story. (laughs) (laughs) And then also provide tips, you know, once we get to that point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as well as, as you had mentioned, motherhood and so forth, yes, wife, um, mother, three adult kids now, five little grandsons now, so plenty of family to take care of, right? Um, so about 10 years ago, right about the time when that H1N1 flu virus was hitting around our community, um, just prior to that, I felt the need to work extra hard and say yes to all my fitness friends that needed substitutes for their classes. Didn't matter if it was five in the morning, eight o'clock at night, etc. Um, we had a little bit of a financial need at that time within our family. And so it's like, this is how I can help. Why not? Because I'm a helper anyway. So I'll just help, 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 help everywhere. And my health did start to be affected. Um, so without really understanding that I wasn't superwoman and able to um, really come to that to the end of my means, where I had um, brought myself really so depleted with my adrenals and so forth, my adrenaline, etc., all of it, I was just depleted. So basically every little virus or something that was out there, I would pick up. I would get sick, 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 sick until finally the H1N1 hit me not knowing it and then it just spiraled again and again and again. Lung infection and all kinds of testing, testing, testing. So this great and glorious six-month period that I was subbing for all my co-workers thinking I was helping them, helping my family, not sleeping, not taking proper care of myself. Um, was actually depleting me so much. And then with doctor visit after doctor visit and not being able to supply the energy to lead my own classes, take care of my own clients, the next six months thereafter that, I had to then call upon them and say, I now need help. I have mono, so I now cannot work. I just need to lay down on that couch and simply take care of me. So it brought me to the point of realizing that there is the balance of helping But as I had been so good at reminding my personal training clients prior to that was, you know, taking care of everyone else is super wonderful, but you yourself have to also have that balance of being taken care of. So not only are we able to take care of ourselves in balance, so we can then better take care of our loved ones, right? Um, And I always come back to that similar turn of, term of um, within the airplane when the the flight attendant tells us about the oxygen mask, right? And they give us that controversial, Mm -hmm. what? Your own oxygen mask first before my children and before my my older loved ones? Mm -hmm. What? Yes, take care of yourself Mm -hmm. so you can better take care of the the other people around you that therefore need you. So that was a big wake-up call for me. So I had to really put up some barrier boundaries with much wiser situation thereafter. Maybe we'll go to you know Angie and Nicole and then yeah. Well, I do um, struggle with anxiety 
every day. Um, it's mostly um, like a claustrophobia type of thing. Um, I can be in a large room and if all the doors are closed, I kind of panic at first, you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, and then I have to kind of talk myself down and like, hey, nothing's going to happen. Like, yeah, the doors are closed, but there's multiple ways to get out. Like yesterday. So, I'm yes. Yesterday <laughs> she called me and she's like, I really want to do this. I want to be a part of it, but I, I have claustrophobia. Yeah. I'm like, don't worry. Yeah. I was like, big how room. big is the room? We're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Doors Absolutely. are open. Lights are on because, yeah. you know, I, I can get it too. You yeah. know, I don't want to be in a small enclosed space. So. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just yeah. one of those who has to plan ahead. Is it upstairs? Okay, I can't take an elevator. Do they have stairs? Like, I really have to... I overthink things a little too much, and sometimes I just kind of have to bring myself down, breathe, um, and think about positive things. So, um, yeah, that was, yeah, I was like, oh, I should probably call her and ask her this first because it's pretty bad. But um, I, um, I think self-care is so super important for me because I, in my line of work, I'm... I always explain it like this. You're like a, a spoonful of peanut butter and everyone and everything you have in your life is like a piece of toast, right? And you're only one spoonful of peanut butter and if you're spreading yourself so thin, that toast isn't gonna taste that great. So you kind of just have to focus, you know, on one thing at a time. Sometimes that has to be yourself, you know? So that way you're strong enough and you're, you're able to kind of give your all to the, your projects. And, you know, whether it's work or play, your children, family, my parents, you know, um, things like that. It's very important to me um, to be able to be strong, well-rested and, um, and available to them. Because if you're not, if you're not well-rested, if you don't take care of yourself, you can't even concentrate, right? You know what I mean? So it's just, it's just really important to me. I think it's so great that, um, Everybody's like aware of when they're not where they need to be or where they they need to ask for help or get self-help. But for me, there was so long that I, I wasn't aware. Like I was, I guess, it, like needing self-help was brought to my attention when I took my daughter to a therapist because she was being bullied at school. And when I walked in and met her for the first time, the lady was like, we need a session first. Mm-hmm. And um, she's like, you walked in here with your head down, you didn't make eye contact, you didn't smile, and I was cute then, I was like fit, like I had already lost the weight, so there was no need for that. And um, she said, you know, like if you want your kids to be confident, you need to model that too. And I didn't understand that because I think as parents, like, we just think, okay, well, when I was in high school, all I needed was I needed this outfit and I needed these friends and I needed to invite everybody over to my house. I mean, like, I had this perfect mom thing nailed minus the Mm self-care. And so my girls saw that, like, maybe they weren't important because I was teaching them that because, no, I wasn't important. What everybody else needed was important. Mm -hmm. And um, so when she she said, you might have to fake it, and I was like, dude, this crap is hard. (laughs) Like, oh, my gosh. And I did have to fake it. And the hardest thing was making eye contact. And so, like, I practiced, like, looking people in the eyes when I would cross the street. And then um, I started doing a boot camp. And I was like, oh, wow, this is kind of fun. Like, I was an athlete before I was a mom. But when we're a mom, I think, like, because I was a young mom, I was so afraid of failing and being bad and being judged Mm -hmm. that I put 100% into my children. I think that we all do that. We're not aware that we're doing it. And I think... Like, one thing, enough, if, if you're worried or concerned about being a bad mom, guess what? You're doing it right. Yeah, you're yeah, doing yeah. it right. You yeah. care. Yeah, like, right. heck yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. But then as I started to, like, 
get back into fitness, I was like, wow, this is cool. Oh, I feel good. And then it was kind of like real. And then I noticed my girls stepping out doing things. And I made like silly rules. Like if somebody asks me to do it, even if I don't want to, I have to say yes. Like I can't turn down an opportunity. And because I wanted to tell my girls, well, you have to try it. Like you can't tell your kid to try every sport or to try everything if you're like, nah, nah, you know. And so I tried to model what I wanted my children to do. And I think that's the only reason why I was able to do it. Because it is hard. Because you know, it's not our job, we don't think, to take care of ourselves. It's our job to take care of our home and the bills and our children and our husbands and our pets. God forbid we run out of dog food. You know, like, it's hard. And I don't think, I was never taught that if I took care of myself until I went for my daughter's issues, did I unveil my own. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's, that's really cool that you did yeah. it younger, you know, or figured it out. No, no and it was yeah. good that um, that therapy session, you know, they, they told you you have to set the standard for your mm -hmm. kids. And it's so true. My daughter suffers from anxiety, too. And so, like, I walk her through ways to kind of work with it and stuff like that. And uh, we've been through a lot. I mean, she's a great kid, but her anxiety has gotten the best of her sometimes. And it just kind of really brings her down. And so that, I think... That's why I try to express to be confident, walk with your head high, you know, mm -hmm. it's okay, you know. Um, and so she, you know, you can see a huge change from last year to this year that, you know, she's like more confident. She's like, hi, you know, sometimes a little, you know, egotistical. But, um, <laughs> she's like, you know, um, but I'd rather her feel that than to feel down and have her hair in her face and just, you know, yeah. feel any kind of self-hatred, you know, and I, um, I always try to boost her confidence, you know, like, sh you know, you, she's great at art, she's great at singing, acting, you know, so I try to like lift her up, you know, mm -hmm. um, and then my son is like the complete opposite, he's like total like science and history and stuff like that, so like, you just really have to pinpoint what they're really good at and what, um, what their passion is and you just kind of have to build on that. Mm -hmm. I love what you're saying too about pinpointing and seeing them for what their passion really is because if we just throw compliments at kids mm -hmm. they start to just, just ignore it. Right. I mean it's the same way if people were doing that to us right. but when you see you're, you're showing them how much you, they interest you, mm -hmm. how curious you are about who they really are, right. and then it lands yeah. in such a beautiful place in their heart when you see it and right. you acknowledge. Like, because you, it's something that they really feel love for. Yeah. 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 yeah, absolutely. Do you, do you think as well that if they are within, as you were saying with mm -hmm. your, your child, the lower self-esteem and covering themselves up and dropping their head and so forth, would you say they're more of a target for being bullied? In my case, my daughter's never been bullied. Um, she goes to a charter school, so it's like performing arts, and I always explain to her like the show Fame from when we, yeah. I was younger, you know? I was like, it's, it was really cool, you know? And so everyone gets along. They're very free-spirited. They're very loving at her school. Um, her self-esteem issues came from her anxiety. She mm -hmm. didn't know what she was going through, and she wasn't letting us know that she was going through it. In front of us, everything was great. Mm -hmm. And then, unfortunately, one time I did see that she had cut herself, and that's mm -hmm. where we mm -hmm. kind of, I said, okay, this is what's happening. Let it all out. She let it out. We got, you know, we take her to appointments and um, she feels, she tells me, I feel so much better because I know I can talk to you about anything, yeah. you know. Well, and I'll, yeah. I'll jump in there. Um, as far as those outward signs and would that uh, garner, you know, interactions that could lead to bullying, 
it's so complicated. It could be uh, social skills is a really big piece of that. So mm -hmm. even if you have a kid with low self-esteem, but they are able to navigate social situations mm -hmm. well, which may be the case of your daughter, mm -hmm. then it, it does tend to be mm -hmm. less likely. However, it doesn't mean that they're not beating themselves right. up. Right. They're bullying, bullying themselves. I have no idea. My daughter's best friend told me. And she's like, the kids were doing this. And I was like, dude. And then I asked her, I was like, well, Beans, why didn't we talk about this? And she's like, because, you know, she would say, if somebody was doing something, I'd be like, ignore them. Right. Or this person's doing this. And I'd be like, tell them to go kick rocks. Mm -hmm. And then she'd be like, I told them to kick rocks. I'm like, great. And they're at a Catholic school, right? <laughs> and so I'm like, so how'd that work out? And she's like, they kicked rocks, but they left me alone. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, like, I don't think I really believed in bullying. It was just mm -hmm. more that, like, ignorance. It was like, well, dude, shake it off. That's on them. Like, who cares what they think? Like, mm -hmm. it was, I was trying to make her strong, not make her strong, but be like, does it matter what they think about you? But it, it does. Mm -hmm. And it's still bullying, even mm -hmm. if you don't label it that. Right. But I, I wasn't aware of it. I think that it's so easy to say, like, oh, just ignore that. But could you yes. really ignore no, that? Right. Because no. you're the one inside. Like, you know, what, many episodes we've talked about, it's like they're watching what you're thinking about yourself as well, mm -hmm. like you said. And they're thinking about just in general, though, that like not even about kids in general. Your friends mm -hmm. see it. People that you interact mm -hmm. with see it. Mm -hmm. And it's like if you're not your best self, and if you're not focusing on being your best self, mm -hmm. um, that's how other, you know, even your kids, they're, they're going to model that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right? So we, impressionable, yes. Absolutely. We know that as human beings, we learn most through modeling. So anything, any shift in behavior we want to see in our children, we have to model or we have to give them the opportunity to see it in action mm -hmm. so they can learn how to do it. Mm -hmm. It's not about it being fair, like, okay, well, I'm not going to do it. If you're not going to do it, I literally don't have a map. I need you mm -hmm. to show me the map. Um, and I find that especially we, we happen to be a group of female parents here today. Um, but I will say it does tend to be in our culture a little bit harder for women to give themselves permission to put themselves first, to mm -hmm. practice that self-care. Mm -hmm. However, I love working with parents. Um, I actually do a podcast that is a parenting podcast because of this exact reason. I think you get so much bang for your buck mm -hmm. if you can take care of you and then um, be really conscious with the way that your self-care is really positively impacting your child. Um, and so modeling that self-care, if that's the excuse, like your story is absolutely yeah. amazing. But you know? how do you know, how do you know that you need that? Because I didn't know. Right. Like, what's what's the wake up call? You wake up one day and you know. Like, is there something you for the to listeners a podcast? to look at? <laughs> you, you no, need but it. like, really? Because like, how do you? Yeah, I feel yeah. like you guys knew, and I I wasn't the one with the problem. It was my kid. You well, know, and right. it yeah, wasn't. But your child. So how do you yeah, know? your child situation I, helped you find yeah, what else? Yeah. And I think you're not alone. I, I mm -hmm. you're what you described in your therapy office happens in my therapy office with clients all the time. Mm -hmm. And I wish that we could just say we deserve it because we do to take care of ourselves really well yeah. and to take risks. Um, but sometimes we need those little people who are so dependent on us, who are our entire hearts. Sometimes we need them to 
to kind of shake us awake. Mm -hmm. And that's literally, <laughs> my podcast yeah. is called Wide Awake Parenting because it's something <laughs> about, that. you know, your children <laughs> also, I mean, twofold, right? We're m many times sleep deprived, but also they awaken us to mm -hmm. something. And mm -hmm. I think that in your situation, yeah, I wish that we could, you, right? There's like I wish we could. a billboard that says, Self-care. Self-care. <laughs> and we have so much judgment when we first mm -hmm. have children. We're so worried about doing it right. I loved your honesty there. And um, I hope that with conversations like we're having now, it just gives us more permission to be non-judgmental because everybody's different. Like everybody's awakening moment and the things they need to, to have self-care and the things their children need. We're all different. But to just have this idea of support for each other, like I think mm -hmm. this mom is really trying. Like look at her go. And, it, and then also um, I tell parents one of the most important things that you can model is a compassionate voice. Um, there's so much research coming out of all sorts of, I'm, I'm actually going to, um, I can send you a link, but there's a lot of resources coming out from UCLA, Wisconsin, a lot of these um, universities where mindfulness is something that we are looking at in a scientific way. And a compassionate inner voice is really, really helpful for mental health. And when we have that voice to ourselves, it helps us follow through on self-care. I'm actually really working on that right now because after Titan, I put on a whole bunch of extra weight and I'm watching everybody else that I competed with, like they're killing it. They're doing like super cool stuff. And I'm just sitting here going, dude, I suck. Like look at all these people that they chose. I was one of these people and now I'm not at the level that they're at. And so I started walking my dog because I was like, she needs some better manners <laughs> and we need a break. And so I just started walking her and just being like, okay, well, what do I need to do? And, you know, just say, I'm doing my best. Yeah. And like, and it's going to be okay. And one day at a time and look yep. at, we're already walking right now. Yep. And so I talked to myself. Yeah. I'm a good friend to me. But, um, but no, it does help. And once I started, like, it's been like two weeks, but just like, walking my dog and telling myself, it's okay, you're just doing your best. And it, with my kids, too, I'll tell them all the time, dude, this mom thing is hard, and I know I kind of suck at it sometimes, mm. but you got to know I'm giving it 100%. <laughs> like, I am trying so hard. And then when I, like, I'm so, like, rawr. So when I snap at them, I, I apologize. I say, Beautiful. dude. I'm sorry, yeah. I am grumpy, I didn't eat, I'm just in a bad mood because I woke up that way and I want to be mean to everybody and you were just the first person I saw, you know, so like, but I own it, like, I own it. Do you live here or something? <laughs> well, it's interesting when you say that because Terry, and I'm going to give a plug, has phenomenal classes at CalFit and I'm always like, and she keeps me accountable to knowing yep. what I go through. Yep. Um, yoga Sculpt, uh, what time, 10.30 and Orangeville. <laughs> Tuesday, Thursday. On Tuesdays, Thursdays. Um, <laughs> but it's seriously people at work, when I take her class, I come out and I'm like, that was the most amazing thing. And guess what? My employees see it and they're like, yeah. you're so happy. Mm, I don't right. know what happened, but can you please take mm -hmm. to yoga sculpt every single day? An <laughs> example of self-care, right? But, she needs self-care too. <laughs> I mean, like, I almost want you to talk about it from your perspective, but also teaching and talking mm -hmm. about that mindfulness and meditation and, and give some tips yeah. to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Besides going to her class on Tuesdays, sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, between boot camps, cycling, <laughs> <laughs> straight hit, I'm like, how do you yoga do it sculpt, all? and then yeah. there's, 
so the yeah. whole, a whole gamut of, <laughs> yeah. yeah, my Friday starts with the cycle and then the boot camp and yeah. then the yoga. So it's a good triathlon day right there. Um, so number one, taking care of yourself outside of your workspace too. So my CalFit times that I teach others how to sweat, exercise, and take care of them is not my exercise session. Mm. So when do I get mine? Certainly not then, right? Because I'm coaching, cueing, watching, etc., motivating especially, so they can keep going on their own outside of the classroom. So my time happens outside of those particular teaching times. So that's, again, part of the self-care. It's like, no, I can't take on that substitute class. No, I cannot add that class to my schedule, boss, because that's my own personal workout time. So I'm hearing you, you say no. Mm-hmm. I like that. Don't do. Yeah. It's, it's right. very hard to do sometimes. Yes. But say no without giving no a reason. in the right you, way. Yeah, you shouldn't oh, have to explain why you say no either. You know how many right. people tell you no, and they're like, no, I can't. I mean, like, just no, I can't. They don't. It's it's not their business. It's nobody's business why you can't. Mm-hmm. But I tell everybody why because I feel so guilty for saying no. I mean, we do it naturally, but what a good yeah, thing yeah. to practice. Like, that's no, not yeah. going to work for me as well. Yeah. I've tried. I try. Yeah, yeah, that's so hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just not I'm, not. I'm not available during that time. Right. Goes to the grandkids too, right, Mom? Can you can you watch your kids at this time? <laughs> right, right. No, I already told you I'm available this time and this time. You want me then? <laughs> you see, so those are the boundaries. I offer right. the open time periods, and they come on. I'll come play and do whatever you want during that yeah. time. Yeah. Um, so those are the kind of boundaries that you have to have with the big perspective as well. Right, because you can either feel yourself being drained, mm-hmm. or you have other people that come to you and say, "Are you okay?" Because they see they you see outwardly. It. They do, I right? Don't Even like if you that. don't get triggered, I take that as such an if, insult. If you don't you're like, get that what? what? Do I look tired? Sometimes it's a little, a little outside accountability it check. Is. Right? Then they're like, oh, yeah, that's right. I did get a new pillow, and it doesn't quite fit me. Whatever. You know? And then you're able to, like, really decide, oh, yeah, I do need to go shopping for a different pillow. Whatever. That's a little example. But it sounds like, and you could probably speak to this as well, like accountability, right? So you want your tight-knit circle. So so for me, it's like my husband, my best friend, my neighbors, my kids. Like, hold me accountable, okay? Mm -hmm. So, you know, mommy didn't sleep very well last night, and then now I'm going on my third night of not sleeping, you guys have to hold me accountable. I need a nap, mm-hmm. and you got to be okay with that, mm-hmm. right? Like because I am Power going naps are to the best. fail are. in mm-hmm. life if I don't. I know that's my trigger, but I think you could probably speak a little bit to that too in terms of self care and, and all of that. Well, what I'm hearing, and I love um, both of you actually spoke to this, is it's an opportunity to describe especially with little kids. It's great, but even teenagers, it's an opportunity to describe, hey. I'm self-caring right now. So having that conversation, like, you guys, I slept funny, and I'm so grouchy. I mean, you're not only teaching them how to connect self-care to behavior and emotions and how you feel about yourself and how you interact with others. It's a lot that you just did in that one sentence, right? Mm-hmm. But you're, you know, so you're you're teaching them all this, and you're also just showing them there's like no shame in it. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, I love how you apologize. Like, hey, it's okay. Everything's flexible. This is something that's part of all of us. And guess what? I'm going to do to remedy it. So. I'm going to have a nice breakfast. Can I sit down and do that before <laughs> you throw anything else at me? Or I'm going to take a nap. Do you want to take a nap next to me? Do you, can you be quiet? I mean, do you do you want to go and, you know, can you go take them to do, you know, how, how do we make that work in real life? 
is a huge lesson to our children. Um, so sometimes we feel bad when we slow everything down and have to adjust, but what a gift for our kids to have that modeled. Like, uh, okay, I'm not feeling so good, and instead of acting out, or instead of getting, you know, pulling my sister's hair, or instead of starting to feel like overwhelmed and really upset with me, I can slow it down like mom does, and I can just say, I think I need something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure what it is. Well, and Angie can speak to this too. I mean, we look at it in the gym. The best thing that I love seeing is when the parents are together or just the mom, whoever's dropping off the kid right. and they're like, I'm going to have me time. But guess what? Like they're learning to love exercise. And mm -hmm. I always say like sweat is a good thing. Mm -hmm. have, raising your heart, it's a good thing to be strong yeah. and healthy. Yeah. And like, I love it because you see, you know, yeah whoever's picking up the guardian, yep. the grandma, the grandpa, yeah. the, you know, um, picking up the kid and yep. they're like, and then you see the kid go, how was your workout? Yes. How do you yes. feel? And All you go, time. great. How did you feel? Yeah. 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 Right? Oh yeah. yeah. Because the we do have activities, physical activities for Fun the kids stuff. as well. Right. So, um, you know, they get their workout too. Right. So they ask their parent, how was your workout? Good. How was yours? Right. You know, and they're all sweaty and, and good and they're feeling great. And, and they it's have just fun. Great. Absolutely. You know, and Absolutely. like, and through all of self-care and people we all interact with or talk to, it's like, did you have fun? Did you love yes. it? Yeah. Would you do it again? And would you do it again? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? And yeah. so it's like, and if, if all those are yes, then do it again. Right. And then explore mm -hmm. other opportunities. Yeah. Yep. And um, I, I think one of the pieces I personally love about CalFit is that, and it's become part of my routine, is because, you know, so include things in your everyday that make it easy for you to take care of yourself. The fact that I can drop my child off at CalFit and make that and have those conversations about how was your workout and how was your workout mm -hmm. has made it something that can become part of my self-care routine. So make sure that you're making space for things that support your self-care and say no right I don't what it was your nice thing you would say that, that doesn't work, work for, for me, me. That, that doesn't work that doesn't work for me you know slowly weed those things out that doesn't work for me for the things that don't support yourself because well, it's amazing when you yes. start saying that doesn't work for me it's not as harsh as no, no. right but then it's it's like people are like oh uh -huh. oh uh -huh. we got boundary she's and confident and if you do that to your child, which I work with a lot of parents where that's uncomfortable for them to say no, or, um, and this is not necessarily like there's no structure in the house, or n not at all, but it's hard to say you can't have that, or I don't want to do that right now. But here's the gift, again, that you're giving them, is they now know how to do that when someone gets in their space. And so that's sometimes for us softies is the only way <laughs> that we can start right. practicing right. that with our own children is like, oh, good, this may get you out of something tough one day, right. is you know there's, there's no issue with saying no. Well, it's funny because I did have one of my daughter's friends go, you know, Mrs. McCauley, Kayla said to me, um, that doesn't work for her. And I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what that means. I said, and I said, she's not into it, girl. Yeah, she's not digging yeah. it. That's what mm -hmm. that means. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah.
Well, just to recap this conversation, I would love to provide listeners just tools about self-care and kind of what you come out with. Maybe we can each give our own perspective um, and then, yeah, end it. And hopefully people are able to take a, one piece of this and may, you know, make it a better day for them or make it a better week or incorporate the little things. So go for it. With our um, major kind of focal topic, work in self-care as adults toward our children, mm-hmm. modeling and so forth. I love the opportunities that California Family Fitness gives to the families, not the individuals, not the single, not the, the dating couple, etc. But it's, it is the entire family. Wouldn't it be awesome if the child's, Mom, aren't you going to go work out today? I want to go see my friends. I want to mm-hmm. go get my workout, right? Because family yes. child yes, care absolutely. is providing yes. that also. That's that why family, we try to make it so fun to keep the, the kids family coming. Part of. That keeps the family coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then with the scheduling of the group exercise That's programs and genius. so forth. Um, On your phone, it's so easy. You click, yes, I'm going, check in. It'll buzz you a little reminder, ding, ding, ding. Oh, that's right, I got to go, right? Mm -hmm. So whether it's, you know, checking your classes in advance, so it'll give you a little reminder right there. If you're a pen and paper person, you know, write it down so you got it in your book if you're visual, et cetera. scheduling. Space, yeah, put that. Schedule you, you're important. You're important, schedule it in. We schedule in our plumbing and our dental appointments, right? Right. Why can't we schedule in our healthy lifestyle appointment mm-hmm. healthy lifestyle goals are good but let's bring it into a lifestyle right. that's what helps um, I would say you know with me personally just taking some time to myself in the morning I wake up I open the, the slider door I go out to the balcony and I just breathe yeah, yeah, yeah. okay you know here we go you know and just think for yourself you know, relax, don't be stressed. You know, if I start off stressed, my whole day's ruined, you know? And um, I always go back to thinking, you know, how I saw my mom as I was growing up, you know? Um, Yeah, we set an example for our kids, (laughs) right? And you wanna set the best example. Well, sometimes when you think of your parents, not at, my mom didn't do self-care, so that's what made me think I need to do Mm self-care, you know? Um, I need to just take time for myself. That's good, yeah. I think mine's pretty much just accountability, like realizing that, you know, my life is my choices and how I choose to react whatever comes my way. And, you know, if I'm wrong, saying sorry and admitting fault because it's easier to own it in that minute than it is to have to deal with it a week later and try to figure out where you're at. And so, like, like I know what I need to make me happy. I have to wake up at 3 and go to the gym, otherwise I'm grumpy, like... Endorphins mm-hmm. make you happy. That's I'm always so jealous. jealous. I it's always hear so stuff true. And I'm like, if I don't go in the morning, my girls like, "What the gym?" I'm like, "No." They're like, yeah. "No, it makes you happy." Yeah. <laughs> but just accountability and just knowing that, like, if I, if I don't like the way I feel or the way that I look or the way that I'm thinking, that I can I can change it. It's my choice. It's my mm-hmm. choice to decide how I'm going to react to things and how I'm going to feel about them. So just accountability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would I would throw in just that it's every day it's kind of an experiment and it's an experiment you get to keep working on and even if you don't have it figured out the fact that you stay with that experiment of self care your family sees that and it gives them permission to keep experimenting and then I'll go over a few ways that we might not have been able to get to where it really benefits your kids okay it really benefits your parenting so we talked about modeling. We talked about this idea that that is how they're going to learn this, right? Um, A couple other pieces I wanted to 
um, it's going to make us just touch on it is it's going to make us more patient and compassionate to our children, and it's going to help us see them, which you guys talked a lot about. So we're going to be able to see things that they need from us, and we're going to be able to see who they really are because we're not kind of all caught up in ourselves and our worries. And there's pretty much nothing more beautiful, right, as a human being than being truly seen by somebody else. And if that's a gift we can give our kids, it's pretty awesome. Um, and we're more hopeful when we feel good and we are taking care of our self-care. And um, I've done a few episodes interviewing actual teens going through life right now. And that was something they said they need from their parents was I need to feel a little bit more hopeful, not feeling so hopeful right now. And we can kind of do that in an authentic way, find gratitude, find that silver lining as we move through the day when we're feeling better. Um, and we can better manage the special needs of our children when we have energy. Some kids really need us to walk through every piece of homework with them and organize their backpack. And every day that's exhausting. Um, and some kids really need us to help them manage and regulate their emotions because they're not quite there yet. So depending on age and depending on their mental health issues um, and the voice. I'm going to go back to this voice. If we have this positive internal voice, that is the voice. I always tell parents, picture, however old you are right now, picture your child that age and what voice do you want in their heads because you're planting that seed right now. I like Thank that. Thank you all. Oh, that's kind of fun. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Work In with California Family Fitness. This episode has been packed with great information. Check out the show notes at thedaily.californiafamilyfitness.com forward slash podcast, where we will include links and resources that were mentioned during our conversation today. And if you are enjoying the discussion today, please make sure to like and share the Work In podcast on our YouTube channel and other podcast distribution.